What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Military Cash Flow. Today, you see Dan Wynn is not here. He's out actually celebrating his wife's birthday. So if you guys uh, want to reach out to him and Karina, just you know, tell her happy birthday. She deserves it, guys. But uh, beyond that, we're going to get jump right into it. Obviously, you don't care too much about what I'm doing. So we're going to talk about today's guests. It's Daryl and Aisha Lyles, and they are killing the game. Now, I love this story because Daryl's actually spent over 20 years in the military, and he's still active duty. And Aisha has been with them for a long time, working in the healthcare industry, moving around, having to find new jobs, new positions, so forth and so on. They got two kids. So you can see that this is a very, very busy household. And yet they were still able to acquire 13 doors in less than four years, which is pretty damn impressive. But they go through a whole, uh, uh, a whole myriad of, I hope that's the right word, a whole bunch of things um, to consider as far as military career path decisions on both sides, right? Healthcare as a spouse, uh, military as an active duty officer, um, decision points when he went from enlisted to becoming an officer, how that would impact his career. And what are some of the strengths that they had to develop in working as a partnership to develop their real estate portfolio? All right. As always, we're just going to get right to it. So without further ado. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn. And Mike Glassby. And this is the Military Cashflow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. What's going on, guys? And today, we have a really special couple here. Thank you guys for coming on. It's Daryl and Aisha Lyles. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good. Excellent. So... Go ahead and give us a little bit of a background introduction to who you guys are. Okay, so I'll start. Um, I'm Daryl Lyles Sr. Um, I am Army veteran, uh, 21 years of service, just hit 21 years of service, uh, formally enlisted. Um, and then obviously now um, I'm on the uh, officer side as well. Low distinction. Um, grew up in uh, Anniston, Alabama, played basketball all my life. Uh, that sort of thing. Went to college, um, got a undergrad in business management. Uh, also have an MBA, and uh, love talking sports, um, entertainment, but also business, finance, and real estate. My wife sometimes will tell you that the uh, finance and economics, business, and real estate conversations uh, sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes kind of, uh, you know, maybe a little too much, but she's coming on. So good information, though. <laughs> yeah, good information. Um, I'm Aisha, that's life, and um, I'm an occupational therapist. I've been a therapist for 13 years, and I'm now a manager of a clinic, which is pretty cool. Um, mom of two boys. We have a six-year-old Daryl. Junior and a four-year-old Daylon, so that keeps me very busy as well. And um, and obviously we do the investing piece on outside of our full-time career. So that is yes. And so so you don't take any of that uh, business advice for the occupational therapy? 
It'll talk your ear off and you'll be like, you know what? I can do that. I can transfer that over. Yes, I definitely do. I mean, he shares like great information. Like our friends are in line wanting to know. He shares with family, you know, but I'm the one that I, I'm in the house all the time listening. Oh, to. got you. Yeah. Got you. <laughs> so he's the thinker and then uh oh, the doer. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. Okay, yeah. so uh, let me ask you uh, a little bit about this military career. You see, you started off enlisted. Um, at what point did you decide that you were like, you know what, all right, let me let me try the officer side of the house. What did that kind of journey look like? Because we have a lot of our listeners who are going through some of the same, you know, thought processes right now. So believe it or not, I would have been a warrant officer. Um, and, you know, the, the presence and the uh, power and impact of your friends is definitely uh, important. So you know, I have an older uh, friends that are like a year older than me. He um, was enlisted as well um, in the National Guard with us. And he got into ROTC, told us about the program. Uh, at the time, like I said, I was trying to switch over and be a uh, fuel tech, fuel one officer, which is what my uh, enlisted field was. And that wasn't moving the way I wanted it. And my uh, one of my great friends, who's still one of my great friends to this day, is a groomsman in our wedding. Um, he, like I said, he told us about RTC and I'm talking about us, myself and my twin brother. I have a twin brother that does this as well. Everything I just mentioned, just mirror copy it. Um, and from there, uh, went and made a, had a talk. We both uh, went and had a talk with the uh, recruiting officer at uh, Jacksonville State University uh, RTC and the rest was history. And to be quite honest with you, um, you know, Definitely feel like uh, that was nothing but God because I definitely enjoy being a uh, commission officer uh, more than I think my personality would have been as a warrant officer. I, I really enjoy um, influence and change um, and not that warrant officers don't do that. They're very great professionals, um, but it's just a different scale. So my personality, I think, um, lines up better with what I'm doing now. I'm currently a major in the uh, United States Army active duty and um, actually at the moment, I'm uh, the uh, professor of military science, uh, interim professor of military science at Georgia State University, and giving back to the next generation is uh, definitely rewarding. So um, I think that's a really important piece of the puzzle is understanding how your personality fits into the roles as, as you progress in the military. Um, I actually was in ROTC in college. I had my undergrad, and I graduated prior to joining, and I selected to go enlisted because I felt like it fit my personality more. And I think that's something that's not spoken about enough as people mm -hmm. are trying to progress through the military. So I think that's really, uh, really insightful. And I really hope the, the audience was able to, to understand your thought process in that and your twin brother who does the same thing. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Aisha, how does this, uh, so I understand that you've been a part of this active duty journey, right? As a military spouse yeah. and doing your own thing. How has that affected your occupational therapy? career and your and your progression and things that you wanted to do well you know what I've been blessed to be in healthcare because the transition and you know when we we're PCSing and moving and things of that nature um I've been lucky to be able to find another job you know or mm -hmm. you know be able to um be recruited or go into a different hospital a different setting so that's the thing. I mean, just being able to adapt to different settings in my field um, 
whether I'm working in a hospital or rehab clinic, things of that nature. I, I know you guys probably don't know the breakdown of all of that, but you know, other people in healthcare will understand that it is just, you know, just kind of have to roll with the punches. So I worked pediatrics, I worked all kinds of stuff, just depending on what was available, the location. So just being open to that, you know, I know it's a lot of moving around for spouses and things like that. So yeah, the journey is just being open-minded. Well, I guess we all know that, you know, but I've been lucky to be able to, you know, um, pick up with with in healthcare, so. Do you think, do you think uh, experiencing those different positions kind of helped lead you to that management position that you just talked about earlier, just Definitely. because you have that broad? Definitely. Yeah. And we go back to talking about this analytical husband that I have that we talk about financial stuff like all the time and things yeah. like that. So moving into management, yes. And definitely with the kids, yes. And definitely the journey of, you know, and then the structure of the military life where we have to PCS and move and things like that anyway. So yes, I'm trying out something different now. Um, it's worked out pretty good so far, but absolutely can answer your question. Yes, for sure. And I and I love it. We have a, a lot of military spouses that that listen in too. And the biggest uh, um, complaint, I guess, and it's not really a complaint, but issue is that hey, we move around a lot. It's hard mm-hmm. for us to have a job in the same career field or something right. where we can contribute back to the family. Right. That's right. that's what a lot of them are saying. And mm-hmm. so besides healthcare, you know, a lot of them are getting licensed as realtors or finding active positions in the investment, you know, uh, relationship partnership that they have with their spouse. So let's talk about some investing. I know you guys are real estate investors as well. And we're going to talk about, because I know you got some something else up your sleeve, Daryl, with the uh, <laughs> licensing. But tell <laughs> us about this um, real estate journey. What kind of turned the tide for this? What started it? What opened up your mind to it? And how has it progressed over the years? So um, one thing, the, the, the first thing I would say is uh, I've always wanted to be a real estate investor. I'll be honest and say, I didn't know what that meant. It probably just sounded a little better than, uh, you know, um, and I kind of just put it as a goal to do one day. Um, but um, along this great army journey, which I love, um, you know, I had a, a career setback um, 2016-ish, somewhere around there, 15, 2015, I think it was. And um, had a career setback and um, definitely wouldn't change it. I've become a better uh, man and a better husband, father, leader, everything, every hat that I wear, I've been um, truly blessed and become much better um, because of it. And since uh, my career has done about a 360. But with that being said, um, that forced my hand to think about my family and the future of my family and the, the lifestyle of my family that I want to be able to provide. Um, you know, that's definitely a big thing for me um, is to be able to provide for my family. That's what I watched my dad do. So that's a huge uh, thing that I just want to continue to uphold for my family. So wanted some flexibility and wanted to have uh, more say in uh, our financial control and uh, future. So here we are, instead of it being a uh, kind of a lofty goal, um, it just kind of sounded good. Uh, it turned into a reality. Um, started in 2016 reading, um, just reading, um, spare time, Google, um, all, a lot of things on the internet, good stuff. And um, then ended up getting my real estate license in uh, 2017. And the rest was history. Uh, and the crazy part I would say is a lot of people 
kind of give me the side eye or kind of, you know, pause. Um, we've, we originally started investing from El Paso, Texas. Um, I was at Fort Bliss, Texas, stationed at Fort Bliss, Texas with my wife and my boys. And we were buying properties um, sight unseen. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I think I've seen one of our doors uh, before we closed, before we actually signed, I believe so far. So, um, you know, definitely have to have a team and, you know, definitely have to be uh, organized and detailed with your numbers and all that good stuff. Um, but it's become less fearful, um, maybe more so for myself than my wife, but um, it's become less fearful overall, just getting into it and doing it. It's nothing like doing it. Absolutely. Uh, How do you feel about uh, learning that Daryl wanted to put all, all your guys' hard-earned money into real estate? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess it's the stigma of, you know, investing and how you're supposed to save your money and what, how you're, what it's supposed to look like. You know, that was the scary part. And then just actually just getting out there and doing it and you're like, okay, we're about to do what, you know, sort of thing. So definitely a little shaky in the beginning, but as it progressed and seeing it move along, it's like, okay, well, mm -hmm. that was a good job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so not so scary after we continue with it, but still definitely like just trying to wrap your head around buying homes and whatever, you know, like just continuing to, to make that sound normal. To, you know, just regular everyday people, you know, yeah, and I'm having multiple homes, you know, like. Because <laughs> so. you're right. We're taught, you know, just a normal, uh, for most of us, normal mm -hmm. is one day we will own one home that we right. live in. That's mm -hmm. normal. So, yeah, breaking that mold and saying, hey, I'm going against the grain. I'm going against what society tells me, what the media tells me, and I'm going to become this this real estate mogul or whatever it is, right? That That's a hard thing to, to kind of come mm -hmm. across. So what was the, you, you talked about, you always wanted to be a real estate investor but not knowing what that was. And then you just jump into it and you start doing it. What was the, that little voice in your head or what was that moment in life where you said, okay, I identified what real estate investing is and I know I wanted to be in real estate and not starting another business somewhere else. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, I, again, uh, you know, the, the army piece and all that, but I've, I've told my wife several times, you know, in the army, I love what I do. I've been blessed. And I say that again, I've been blessed to uh, lead uh, many people uh, throughout my career, but from the uh, entrepreneurial side of the house, uh, I prefer to um, have less employees or um, something of that sort. And again, you know, kind of started looking at real estate based off the past and kept reading. And once I got to a certain point, I was like, this is it. You know, everything, the numbers work, um, the projected numbers, I should say. Um, and everything keeps circling back. And that's one thing I love about real estate. And, and like I said, it, it, I guess you could say it wasn't a true aha moment, but just kind of after reading and just feeling confident in it, um, you know, it's enough variety to keep it interesting, but it's enough consistency to also uh, at least give you confidence, if you will, to keep you, um, you know, confident in what you're doing, to, to make you feel like, okay, I'm on the right path, that type of thing. 
And, and again, it's enough variety to keep it interesting um, daily. It's definitely enough variety. All right, let's take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this awesome episode. If this episode has got you pumped up and you're looking for more ways to learn, network, and take action, make sure you go over to www.militarycashflow.com where we're doing our absolute best to provide our military community with tons of value. Here's just a few things you'll find when you go to militarycashflow.com. You'll find our books. You'll find the Military Cashflow Facebook group where we have thousands of new and experienced military investors networking and asking and answering questions. You'll find our Military Cashflow Real Estate Investing course that teaches you everything you need to know to buy a cash flowing producing asset. We teach you how to find the deal, how to analyze, how to renovate, how to build your team and maintain that property. You'll find our one-on-one coaching programs. And when you're ready to start taking action and invest, or you're looking just to PCS, we'll even vet and find an investor and military-friendly realtor in your area at zero cost to you. So make sure you head over to www.militarycashflow.com to get access to all these great tools. And lastly, and I would almost say most importantly, make sure you share this information with another military member that might find it valuable. And with that said, let's get back into this episode. Yeah. And I love how we talked about um, it took you a moment where you hit a brick wall, right? Essentially for you to Mm -hmm. say, you know what, what are the other options out here? How am I going to keep supporting my family? And a lot of times for most of us, it takes that moment of realization before we start to to think outside the box. So hopefully, you know, we're trying to let our audience know, think outside the box early, right? Because what would have happened if you had started not in 2016, but in whatever, 2010, Right. Mm-hmm. How, how much further the journey would be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, definitely. So how did you go? Now, let's talk about this sight unseen thing, because we got to pause this right here. We talk about you. You said you've seen one. How many doors do you have right now? How many properties? We have, have? Uh, thir- we have 13 currently and, and still, uh, you know, still growing and aggressively trying to grow and uh, responsibly trying to grow. So aggressively and responsibly growing. And you only seen one of the doors. Yes. One. <laughs> Aisha, how you feel about that? I, I can see you one, one right before now. we signed. <laughs> one, one, yeah. one before we signed. I've seen a few other ones since we signed, but it's still a couple that honestly I haven't seen. Do you see why I was so nervous? Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. Right? You know, sweat. I see. <laughs> um, I think I first I first saw well, you know, we just being a military PCS and you know, we lived in our first home and then that became a rental. Yeah. So I think that kind of like Yep. Gave us a little confidence as well, you know, and then that's when we went to El Paso and we started, you know, making all these transactions without seeing homes at all. It's getting confident in that area. So um, I think us investing where we were from helped that as well. Um, he is an Alabama native and I am from Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. So a lot of our properties were, were in a familiar area. So that kind of helped um, with the anxiety of being all the way in El Paso, Texas, making these transactions. So we had a nice team. We had, you know, uh, reliable contractors, you know, and family that went out and did a lot of video calling, a whole lot of stuff for us to make, make us a lot, a lot more comfortable in that. But like I said, just hearing it is pretty scary. So, but it wasn't that at all, actually. As we got into it, 
and also just being um, you know an hour behind time time zone wise, that was also an interesting dynamic. So you know you have to plan your uh, schedule accordingly. Um, you know because I was handling and I still handle a lot of the day to day operations. Um, but that that in itself I think is a, a more of a blessing because it, it just keeps me sharper on my game, um, so I can't get lax and um, you know makes me even more detailed in nature than I feel like somebody might be that um, doesn't have to deal with those dynamics. So, yeah. I think it's extremely important for people to understand that investing at a distance is possible. And oftentimes it's going to be necessary specifically for active duty members, service families and things of that nature, because we're moving all the time, right? We get stationed here, we get stationed here. And I love how you said, hey, investing in familiar areas mm-hmm. kind of reduce the anxiety because you have mm-hmm. family there. You got people you yeah. can trust, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can look at a map. I bet both of y'all can look at a map in your city and be like, yep, I would buy there. Nope, I wouldn't buy there. Just by looking yeah. at the map. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. That helps. No matter yeah. how long we've been gone, right? Exactly. Like, we exactly. Know. Yeah. It could be 10 years and yeah, you know, things change over 10 years. Hell no, I'm not buying there. (laughs) (laughs) So I like that. Okay. So uh, this is extremely important. You build out the teams, you invest in familiar areas and then um, living in that first one and then making it a rental. Uh, Mm -hmm. Did you guys use the VA loan for that one? We did. Nice. We did. So talk to us about was, was it always intended to use that VA loan to turn that into a rental? Or were you guys just using the VA loan to buy a house? How did that work out? No. no, no. So the funny part is that the um, originally we were um, long distance um, boyfriend and girlfriend. Then we got engaged and we took a uh, special trip. I was at Fort Hood. She was coming from Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we flew into the uh, Shreveport, Bolger City area of Louisiana, which is where I was getting stationed next. Mm-hmm. When we were we were literally um getting married about a week after our PCS there. So we went a, a couple months before, a few months before, and um was really just looking to rent, quite honestly. Um, we were going around for our realtor, because you know, some places realtors show you uh rentals as well. And uh we were going around for our realtor and we was like, uh, ah, you know, this we're paying this kind of money for, you know, this or whatever, that kind of thing. And you know, we we started looking and we started just praying about it and um, we changed quickly in the trip. I think we changed within like the first half day of the trip there with our realtor. We was like, you know, can you show us some uh, properties to buy? You know and, how um, not to interrupt, sorry. You remember how that conversation was? Go for it. We were literally like eating lunch. He was taking us on a tour of like all these different rental properties. We were eating lunch. And on a napkin, you were like, write down whether you want to rent or buy. And then how confident you were in writing buy on your napkin. And I put rent because it was like scary, right? And then we turned it over at the same time. And then he gave me all his reasons why we should buy. And my reasons, obviously, for renting were because I was scary. You know, like first time home owners and buyers was kind of scary. So not to interrupt you, but I thought it was pretty. No, I remember now. Yeah, that's a great story. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But, I went to lunch in Louisiana, and then it was just like, hmm. yeah. And that was our decision. <laughs> and then we ended up buying a uh, new construction um, in a great neighborhood. And that neighborhood has done nothing but flourish even more since we've been since we left. I mean, it was great while we were there, but it's 
parts that we left. Um, and we still have it, still have renters in it. It's, uh, it literally does not, I mean, doesn't stay empty uh, maybe a week or two. Um, and and um, also that particular property is gonna be a uh, big piece of the puzzle um, when I look to retire here in the next several years, um, you know, keep my options open. But, um, you know, we'll have that property paid off uh, soon. And, you know, uh, plan to use that as uh, leverage uh, for some um, big, big game hunting, if you will, real estate wise. So, um, and we'll get into some bigger projects at that time. So that's part of the, you know, aggressive, but responsible. So I'm very aggressive in looking at different properties all the time, but uh, responsible at the same time and I'm patient. So, you know, um, but so it's a great, I think it's a great balance of all of those. So, so I've got to ask what was on the napkin as far as pros for buying? Uh, I don't remember exactly. Um, it was probably something about generational wealth. Um, and it was probably something about not wanting to throw money away monthly. Um, something along those lines. I'm a very like, um, analytical and rational thinker. I take emotions out of a lot of things. And, uh, you know, other than my family and, and uh, you know, loved ones and things of that nature. But other than that, I try to make, um, you know, decisions rationally and logically that I can live with uh, 10, 20 years from now. Yeah, I love it. I, I, a lot of times you'll hear, a lot of times you'll hear um, uh, gurus or whatever start to say, well, you have an appreciation of 4% and this and that. And that's fine. It's all true and accurate. But a lot of times it's a lot of information for people to bring in. And I can imagine Aisha was sitting over there. She's like, oh, tell me about no appreciation. Don't tell me about, <laughs> just tell me why this is a safe bet. Right. And uh, when you just think about it, hey, I'm going to spend money anyway. I'm either going to give it to somebody else or I can put it into something that our kids can have. It makes it a lot easier conversation, you know. Yeah. Right. So I do love that. And uh, new construction home, I think that's a smart play. A lot of people ask, hey, because, I mean, you guys didn't intend to rent it out in the first place, so it is what it is. But a lot of right. people say, well, if I buy a rental, should it be a new construction or not? I mean, you guys had the best quality materials at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure you had some sort of builder's warranty or a home warranty. Yep. On oh, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it helps a little bit. All right. So now you guys are, are, are starting the growth process. You're at 13 doors. But both of you guys are occupied with a, a job and you got two little kids running out. So how do you divide roles and responsibilities as far as the real estate partnership goes between you two? Good question. So I am the piece. Obviously, you know, kind of, we, we've already mapped out his brain. So he has, yeah. so I'm the creative brain in this operation. <laughs> so basically I do more of the interior, the, 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 the colors, you know, and then, the paint colors, the flooring, things like that, speaking with the contractors here and there, you know, uh, those, that part of the transaction. I believe my husband does more of the numbers, you know, piece of the transaction, but he does a whole, whole lot of, of more, more stuff than I do. <laughs> because, um, I mean, just with the kids, everything balancing. But when we are working on project, definitely we have just timelines where we're trying to get things done. Um, so that's important, I guess, just to know your timeline so that we can fit everything in with our busy schedules. Um, so that helps. Um, but yeah, that's my my piece to creative the 
marketing, the social media, the make the the make things look pretty part of the operation. Yeah, I don't have a creative bone in my body, so um, <laughs> she does. Yeah, <laughs> she does very well with um, social media, the uh, advertising, the uh, interior piece, the aesthetics, uh, things of that nature. She does very well with that um, operations all day long. So um, making sure that we can live with this. Uh, 10, 20 years from now, because I'm a long game kind of person. Uh, so I'll mention that several times. It's just how I think, you know, um, something may not be as good for a couple of years or so. I'm, I'm willing to weather that, not going into it with a straight negative aspect of it. But if it, you know, turns a little bit, you know, my, my whole outlook is how's it going to look 7, 10, 12 years from now. I love it. It's so important that um, couples get together and, and coordinate who's going to be responsible for what. It's the same thing in any type of partnership, but you guys are living together. You guys are growing the family together, growing the business together. And I love how you guys broke it down and you stuck with your strengths, right? So yeah. obviously as a logistics officer, yeah. logistics is your jam. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I used to sit up there like, uh, you handle that. Let me yeah. just decorate this and make it pretty. Cause I'm like you, Daryl. I'll be in there. I'll be like, look, it's got a chair, it's got a plant. We good. Yeah. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's get it rented. We ain't got time for paint yeah. for pictures. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you guys are staying very flexible, right? I, obviously, you know, if if you can't make it to something, Daryl, then Aisha steps up and so forth and so on, right? You yeah. guys, yeah, wrap it out. Yeah. So That's the management piece for me. I know you were asking me that before. Yeah. It's pretty important, I guess, for me to be able to pull away, do things, go to the bank, sign this, this, a whole lot of that, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> and that, and that, that new position gives you that, that kind of flexibility as well now? Yeah, it does give me the flexibility to be able to do that. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's really awesome. And I know it takes some time and, you know, a lot of people would be listening to something <laughs> like this and they may say, well, oh, well, then it must be easy because you can do that. But it's like, no, you had to work to get that position, right? You had to move around oh, for yeah. several years, you know, and it's, it's funny how so many people hear a story like your guys and say, hey, well, oh, it must be easy because nah, ain't none of this game easy. Real estate yeah. is a very yeah. difficult process. Um, yeah, yeah, it's consistency. You got to stay consistent. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of consistency, uh, let's say 2000, no, you said 2017 is when you got licensed. Is that also when you really kicked off the buying of homes was around 2017? Yeah, so September 1st, 2017 um, um, is also the effective date of my uh, major promotion mm -hmm. um, is uh, when we started actively looking, but also um, when I passed the uh, realtor exam in El Paso nice. uh, for nice. Alabama, for Alabama, and then going forward, we started actively looking right away. And going forward, we bought our first one in January of eighteen under the business. Okay. So okay, and so and in less than sense. yeah, less than three, four, almost less than four years, you guys have acquired thirteen doors. Mm -hmm. Yes, That's for the most part, price. yes, and um, you know, I definitely think it would be more if uh the pandemic didn't happen but you know it's a blessing and everything and um you know i'm looking looking at those as well so and we'll we're just posturing ourselves to be here again long long term what what's uh what's your investment strategy so i know you have 13 doors is it all long-term rentals uh are some of them short-term have you done any flips are you interested in flips and things of that nature so um eventually i want to 
after I retire from the military, I do want to um, one day be a uh, full-time real estate investor, uh, mm -hmm. similar to yourself. So uh, definitely want to be in your shoes one of these days. But right now we do um, only long-term rentals. We are looking to get into flips. Um, we are looking to get into, um, uh, get the exact term for it, but the um, housing for professionals that are away for months at a time under like medical professionals, yeah. get the exact term for it. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking to um, do short-term rentals, flips, um, pretty much a little bit of everything. I, I actually want to open up a brokerage as well. Um, around the Atlanta area, which is where we plan to retire. Um, but again, that's years in the making. And again, I'm patient and I love, uh, not a Philly fan, I'm a Lakers fan, but I trust the process. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy the process and watching things grow. And it's probably why I enjoy also being on the commission officer side of the house in Army with my personality that we talked about earlier. Um, and I enjoy watching the same thing in the real estate business and it's growing. Um, we have grown so much in the last three, four years. It's, it's um, just mind blowing. We're just truly grateful and ble uh, blessed. Yeah. And Aisha, do you plan on staying in the medical field or if, if this scales to what you guys want, are you just going to say, hey, I'm hanging up? I'm hanging up the scrubs and I'm going full time into this. We talked about that too, but no. <laughs> now I'm staying in the medical field I mean I love it and you know, like I said my it's just so flexible for me mm -hmm. so even if I want to you know dial down or something I probably always have a connection in the medical field in some type of way um yeah. he can do real estate full-time I don't think that I could right <laughs> right, right we talked about that before as well so it, it just depends on where we are you know things may change yeah. I love it. It's going back to sticking to what you enjoy and what your personality. Yeah. You and knowing. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, so many people think like, hey, I'll get to 50 doors and I'll be retired. Mm -hmm. Bullshit. You ain't gonna be retired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, No, you're going to be working just as hard, just in a different yeah. field. Right. So you have mm -hmm. to choose your level of busy. Um, and yeah. So if you like the medical field, that's where it's at. Let me ask you, uh, Daryl, this this license uh, originally when you got it. Was it because you thought you needed it to start investing or it's because you wanted to start making additional income on the side? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the income piece. I feel like personally, uh, from the reading that I did initially, um, it was just a lot of good influencers out there, um, different sources that recommended getting it. And most of them were very upfront. It was like, you don't need it, but it is a strategic tool. And again, I'm a long game kind of person. So what I did find that just having it um, did for me initially, especially being an hour away, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, 20 plus hours away, but an hour um, behind time zone wise in the, uh, in the area that we're investing in, you know, I will call and, you know, tell them who I am and tell them, you know, I'm a licensed agent, you know, the whole spiel, you know, and I was a rookie, let's call it what it is. But I would just immediately get a different, in my opinion, a different tone of credibility from the people I was speaking to, whether it was a um, bank, whether it was a contractor, whether it was a um, uh, another agent, a listing agent that I was trying to uh, work with to get the property. You know, it would be a lot more, okay, let me listen and see what they're talking about. And then I could ask certain questions 
to kind of, you know, help myself kind of, uh, you know, position myself to get close to Bill. So that was more of why I wanted it. Um, the extra income is great, don't get me wrong, but I went into it more just strategically thinking, you know, to have that under my belt. And I'm also licensed in uh, Georgia. Um, funny story about that is uh, it just went inactive about a month ago. I won't say why, but um, I, got, I just got to take a test. Uh, yeah. they, they didn't transfer me over fully, but I'll be back uh, fully licensed um, and active, I should say. I'm still licensed with Georgia, but it'll be back active uh, in, within the next month or so. But um, so I'm licensed uh, Alabama and I'll have my Georgia back Georgia license back active here within the next month or so as well. So Yeah, I, I, I originally got licensed solely because I, when I was doing the flips and everything else I was doing, I realized how much I was paying uh, commission. And I was yeah. like, well, if I'm going to do this myself, I might as well sell my own stuff. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but I love your idea of essentially building credibility, right? A lot of people, because I'm a big, I, I, yep, I got my undergraduates, have my MBA, blah, blah, blah. But I'm a big proponent of you do not need a college degree to be successful in life. Right. You yep. do mm -hmm. not need it. I enjoyed for the credibility piece. I want to be able to walk into a bank and if somebody was like, well, why should I listen? I was like, ah, stop. <laughs> I got this, I got that, and I got my paper. Exactly. <laughs> it's got signatures on it and everything. And no, but I, but I like that. I like that a lot. And um, I think that's really important for um, some of the younger guys right now in the military. They're all, they're all looking for their exit strategy. Some of them are trying to do a video game streaming. Some of them are thinking about getting licensed and whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, if they take a step back, think about what they ultimately want in life, which direction they're going to take and what is going to make them credible. Because unfortunately, uh, for most of us, it's no longer the military on the resume that sets us apart. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of people transitioning out now. A lot of people have degrees. We have to find another unique identifier to separate us apart. And sometimes it's just getting something as simple as a license. So kudos to you for that one. Um, what's, what's next um, for you guys? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I understand that eventually we want to get into some bigger real estate clips and things like that. But what is your immediate, let's say, five-year goal? So immediate five-year goal, um, I would say is, you know, I have to make a decision, uh, being transparent, I'm at 21 years, no spring chicken in the uh, military. Um, you know, I, I definitely have goals in the uh, army left, but I also have to obviously weigh those with my family. My family is priority, uh, top priority. So, you know, I'll be looking at retirement sooner than later. I don't know when that'll be yet, but ultimately we want to get to, uh, set number of doors before I do retire. And then I want to um, move into probably government space for a little while, for a few years or so, or even a JRTC job or at a high school. I would love to give back in that capacity because that's, you know, I love giving back um, to the next generation and just helping to bridge that gap. And then eventually from there, if all goes well, you know, um, quite frankly, I, I want to get to my number. And then I want to go into uh, full-time real estate. And at that point, I'll look at open the brokerage. And uh, by then, of course, we'll definitely be doing some big game hunting real estate-wise and uh, with some, I would say, small to medium-sized apartment complexes, uh, flips, a little bit of everything, to be honest. I, I want to have my hands in a little bit of everything. Still aggressive, still responsible. Um, but, 
you know, moving in just more of a 360 uh, manner, real estate wise. And even with the brokerage, I've, I I will have to see how that works. Um, obviously, I would be a rookie at that, but um, and I, I don't mind being at the entry level and learning my way up. Um, that's just how my mind is. I'm fine with that. But, you know, I would like to be able to possibly have maybe a managing broker and I'd be more of the um, uh, head broker, whatever you want to call it, and me be more involved in the field. You know, so I'm out still investing, still checking out properties, things of that nature, still being more of an um, investor, but also a broker. And I have a managing broker and agents that whatever part of the field they want to be in, whether it's just um, uh, consumer sales, I'm probably saying that wrong, or if they want to be an investment realtor, realtor, they invest mostly, whatever, you know, I want to have a home for a little bit of everything, a little bit of every type of agent around the uh, metro Atlanta area. Shameless plug. Yeah. Real estate. We we have real estate agents all across the nation. We gonna talk. Not playing. Hey, all right. So <laughs> yeah. So what about you, Aisha? How do you see your uh the the your next five years kind of fitting into that picture as well? Yeah, just definitely rolling with the punches when it comes to that. You know, <laughs> uh, still doing my thing full time. Um, um, but yeah, five years. Um, moving retirement. Moving into retirement. Possibly, yeah, yeah, possibly. And then, um, yeah, just letting this this real estate thing continue to to grow and expand. Um, and I'm just here for the ride. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So so you mentioned, both of you mentioned the moving into retirement. And I think it is, it's crazy, but I understand completely. Even after 21 years of serving, you still feel like there's things that you haven't accomplished. Right. Yeah. I mean. I think, yeah, talk, talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, I think the Army does a great job of, you know, kind of indoctrinating us into that kind of a mentality. You know, you continue to move up and you continue to seek new challenges mm -hmm. and uh, continue to, you know, knock down targets. Um, that's what we do. And I think that's what uh, uh, makes the best team in the world, which in my opinion is the United States Army. You know, we're the most lethal and all that good stuff. And and it's because you have a lot of great people uh, like yourself that formerly served um, that are willing to just continue day to day, get up and knock down uh, and tackle complex problem sets and people that care. So, you know, we don't, um, nothing against any other profession, but we don't get um, complacent in our, um, in our space. We just want to continue mm -hmm. to go after challenges. And even if we're, technically, you know, maybe financially fine, whatever the case may be, you know, we continue to just go after goals and, and that's part of how my mind works. So, you know, um, <laughs> continue to seek the next thing, you know, um, but not at the risk of my family at the end of the day. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know uh, for me, it was very difficult making that decision to get out because there were so many other things that I wanted to accomplish. And most uh, service members go through the same um, you know, decision-making point where they're right. like, man, there's so much more I want to do here um, for whatever reason. And I think that's just extremely important to understand that no matter how long you serve, there is always going to be more you want to do. There's yeah. always going to be more. And so you mentioned a really good point. At a certain time in your life, you're going to have to make a decision based on your family, not necessarily your career. Right. Guys, this is coming from wisdom. This is coming from 20 years of service. So listen up, take that, take <laughs> that to heart. 
Yeah. Okay. They'll be here with you when you take it off. So. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we covered a lot of stuff here, guys. Um, and now everybody wants to know if they're getting started in real estate, what do they need to do? So what's one piece of advice that you guys would offer to somebody joining? Matter of fact, let's, let's make it very unique here for couples looking to start their real estate journey together. What's one piece of advice that you would give? Um, we talked about knowing your strengths. Mm -hmm. So especially partnership, definitely working together. I guess it's just like any type of, you know, situation where you're, you're, you're working with someone else, especially as couples, um, that, you know, you have to understand everyone's strengths and weaknesses. Um, being able to communicate, being able to separate, you know, uh, the household from what's actually going on business-wise, being able to put on those different hats and understanding not to try to, you know, merge those two things. <laughs> um, let's see what else. I think those are good points. I mean, uh, what else would you say in addition to that? So um, you hit the couple piece. Um, I think that's the best thing I'll say in a couple. In general, just if someone was just trying to get started, I'll say just that, uh, get started. But um, I, have, I have a great friend of mine that uh, he's full-time in uh, real estate. Um, he's been full-time a couple of years now. I opened up a brokerage back in our hometown. He's doing really well. I'm proud of him. Um, but with that being said, he gave me some great advice when we were about to get started. And I still remember we were on the road and, um, you know, I would call him and I would, um, you know, uh, pick his brain about different things I was reading at that time. I was in my reading uh, stage, if you will, before we actually jumped off um, the cliff, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, at, that, at that point, he had been in probably about two years and he was an agent at the time. He got his license recently. Um, and he was like, man, you know, you sound very knowledgeable. At this point, I'll just tell you to just start. He said, because you're going to get to a point where it's like paralysis analysis and you're never going to start. So he said, you know, everything when you call me, of course, some some things I have to help you fill the gaps in this and that. But he said, you're very, you know, you know, a lot based on what you're reading. I can tell you, you know, you're telling me certain things and what you're reading and you're asking intelligent questions, whatever you want to call it. He was like, just get started. So once you get to that point, you know, of, um, self-education, however you're getting your education, go ahead and start because it's certain things that you'll just never learn on the sideline. It's just certain things you'll never learn on the sideline. And I can't explain, I mean, I can't express that enough. Um, so I'll say just go ahead and start. Um, that'll definitely be the, the biggest thing I would say aside from what my wife said. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, both of you there. The one piece there is communication that Aisha was talking about and separating separating relationship from business. That's huge because I, my, one of my business partners, her name is Shelby Osborne, we're great friends, but we have to like, yo, <laughs> like, this is business. Don't bring yeah. that here to the dinner party. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then uh, getting started is key because, you know, uh, everybody talks about the lessons that they learned and how you need to handle contractors, for example. But right. you will never know what that feels like or really what it looks like until you go through that pain yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's extremely important. All right. So now everybody's like, yo, these two have been dropping bombs all episode. They're a power couple out there. I want to learn from them. What's the best way that people can get in contact with you guys? 
So you guys can uh, follow us on social media. We have a Facebook and our handle is at Bricks and Lows. And that is also the same handle for Instagram. IG is at Bricks and Lows. So nice. On Facebook and IG. So y'all heard it. Go ahead and follow them on Facebook, IG, post, reach out to them if you guys have any questions. Um, go to the Facebook uh, Facebook page, Military Capital Facebook page too, and try to reach out to them there. Highlight this episode. But guys, thank you so much for coming on and uh, taking some time out. This is on a Sunday morning, by the way. So we yeah. really appreciate you taking some time out and uh, sharing it. with us uh, your story for sure. Yeah, and thank you for having us. Yeah, we really thanks for having us on. We enjoyed yep. ourselves. We did. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, if you guys are listening to this on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe, leave some comments, likes, all that good stuff. If you guys are seeing us on Facebook or on Instagram, go ahead and share the content. And if you are listening to us on the podcast, give us a, you know, a genuine five-star review. We appreciate that. And then until mm -hmm. next time, guys, this is Mike Glassman signing off.